Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including wolf children, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. While we wait for the theatrical releases of this year's animated films, hashtag Gnomepocalypse, we here on the film side of Overly Animated will look back on incredible films that either miss people's radars or haven't been discussed yet in the overly animated fashion that have come out in recent years and decades. Who knows how far back we'll go. And um, what better way to forget about our gnome problems than by talking about Mamoru Hosoda's wolf children. Yes, we will be getting into spoilers, but we are starting off with a brief non-spoiler discussion for those of you who haven't seen the film. I will warn you before we dive into spoilers, but then after that, the rest is on you. But first, you may find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your star ratings. Or search for Overly Animated on your favorite podcatcher. So, as ludicrous as it sounds, before yesterday, I hadn't seen Wolf Children. I had seen Summer Wars. I had seen the Digimon movie, which is also directed by Mamoru Hosoda. Not the new ones, but the one that came out in 2000. I mean, even those are not Mamoru Hosoda's most beloved works, but those were the ones that I see, I've seen. The Girl Who Leaped Through Time and Wolf Children have not watched, which I know is horrible. But um, Haley, how familiar are you with this director and his previous work? Not at all, which I'm also ashamed about because I know for like years I've been seeing all this stuff about wolf children and all these things that were like, oh, you got to watch it. Like it's gorgeous and amazing and everything else. And I don't know why, but I've just never watched it. But like now after seeing this one, I definitely want to check out his other stuff because it was really is a really interesting style and like animation style and storytelling and everything. So I'm I'm a fan now, but I know I'm also like so ashamed <laughs> that it's taken this long to actually watch it. Wait, but did you you didn't see Digimon the movie? No, no, not the, like that. I know. Oh man, that you know a lot of people give it like a hard time. It has probably like a twenty five percent of Rotten Tomatoes or <laughs> or something. But people have said that it's like better than Pokemon the first movie, and I object. But still, Weird. it's still like a very big visual film that visually yeah, yeah, yeah. It impacted me a lot. So. Worth watching just for, like, what he does. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so let's just get into Wolf Children without spoiling, did you like this movie? Oh, and also tell me if you watched it in Japanese or in English. I watched it in English because that was the version I could find first. (laughs) Um, And personally, I I know it's controversial, um, but I tend to prefer watching things in dubbed just because, especially with something like this where it was so visually stimulating i really wanted the time to like take everything in visually rather than reading the subtitles um and i don't think the the dubbing didn't seem too bad um but getting to the movie itself um i i definitely enjoyed it it was neat because it was it's basically two hours long and at first when i started watching i was like oh no this this could drag but it actually really is it, it it may intimidate you at first, but it's actually really good. And there's no points really where you're just like, okay, checking the time, like 20 minutes to go. Because it's such an interesting setup with these characters that you really feel like you're being brought along the journey in their life with them. Um, and it's And that also adds to this kind of 
like really just pleasant kind of mellow interesting take on this storyline like there's a couple moments of drama and emotion but but it's you're just kind of with the characters which is really it's actually really well done um so i like that and the animation is just gorgeous it's absolutely stellar the nature is amazing so it's it's definitely a feast for the eyes for sure yeah overall quite positive about it okay and what did i know that especially for these type of films that tend to be very chill music is something that Mm -hmm. usually takes a big role what did you think of the music in this film I liked it. I I know it's embarrassing, but I can't think of any one specific song. But I think that's kind of because of the storyline. Like, like how the storyline is pretty fluid. The music is also like that as well. It's just kind of it like it kind of brings your emotions and your senses into the world, especially with like all the ADR that was happening too in the in the, in the forest and then the music as well. It was really it it helped make you even more immersed in it than you would have been just with the dialogue and the visuals too. It's like multi-sensory kind of, which was pretty amazing. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I really loved this movie, um, similar to summer wars, which I also really loved. There's just so much here to break down, to analyze, to look, to theorize and look mm-hmm. into like, what is he saying or what? Do, it's what very are, layered. Yeah, exactly. And those are my favorite type of films, the ones that you can, even if that's, if that, even if you get like a message or something out or a theme out of it that was not intentional at all, it's still valid because you got this out of this experience of watching this, uh, these movies. And this is one of those movies that does that for you. And I just really enjoyed, um, again, I, the only big thing, I watched it in Japanese, which is, fair because I am a very strong believer in watching things in their original language but Mm -hmm. but that but I feel but again I also completely understand the point of like you know not wanting to read something you want to look at something which is also like very valid um I will say I asked about the music because that's my main drawback for this is that I expected some sort of no, I didn't. Not that I wanted Joe Hisaishi, who usually does the the music for like a Ghibli film. Oh, that you know, would be amazing. Right? That would bring it to like a whole other other level. Right. Like I just yeah. feel like that type of orchestral sound and mm-hmm. ambiance was missing in this film. Not that yeah. I needed Joe, but I would have liked <laughs> Something some like sort it. of some sort of gravitas to the music that I just mm-hmm. don't think this movie brought. Um, and certain there are certain animation shortcuts where you you know zooming out so much that you don't get to draw the people's faces. At times, I was like, that is a direct, that is an actual artistic choice to not show their face. But a lot of other times, it was because probably they didn't want to draw the faces. Mm-hmm. Beside that, beside that, um, just in terms of story, in terms of performances, just in, in terms of characters. It's a wonderful film. It's it's a breath of fresh air. I mean, if you compare this movie. To any of the movies that came, not any, but like to the majority of the movies that came out last, the, the majority of animated films that came out last year, um, it like they they do will not stand up against it, and very few would, and very few would surpass it from last year. I don't know if, I think only really one of them, maybe two, two of them, I would say would really surpass this movie, 
for me from the ones that came out last year. And this is one that's available for everybody to see. You know, it's been out for mm-hmm. years. So if you haven't watched it, absolutely recommend it. Um, yeah, and I that is as brief as we're going to go with non-spoilers because there's not really much we can say really no. outside of like the really IMDb great. rating is or review is going to tell you like it's kind of just like the gist is like she's got these wolf kids and then life happens okay okay all right so to okay here's my pitch to anyone who has not seen this movie it's a lo- it's a love letter to motherhood mm-hmm, for sure it's that's what it is it's a story about werewolves and motherhood go run with it and it's incredible <laughs> there you go like yeah. that's it that's the the whole premise enjoy um, but yeah, so warning, we're going to get into spoilers. Go away. You haven't spoilers. seen it. Spoilers, spoilers, leave now yes. forever. <laughs> I don't know why I was about to say forever. Hold your peace. That's like, that's a, that's a marriage thing. That's not, yeah. whatever. Let's, it's, we're this half of this movie, the half, like a third or a fourth of this movie is about a love story. Do they ever, okay. Spoilers. Do they ever marry the wolf man and, ha- and uh, Hannah? I don't think so. No, I think he only know. has the driver's license. So, like, I don't know. They never even say his name. And I went online to be like, yeah. did I miss that? But no, he's listed as Wolfman. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how we're going to refer to him. As yeah, Wolfman. yeah. So if we don't even know his name, I doubt they could get legally married. <laughs> I mean, we could we could name him. What was the name of the werewolf from Twilight? You know, uh, like the vampire, Jacob? The, Jacob, we couldn't name him Jacob. I mean, that's a werewolf that we can. It is a werewolf. I don't know. It's, I don't, you know, like vampires, I think Dracula, but werewolves, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. never like a, a name for a werewolf except for Jacob. He's no. the only one that's ever been given a name. Poor werewolves. Um, it's like Lupin. Yeah, like, Lupin. We could call him Lupin. Let's call him Lupin. I prefer okay. Lupin to Jacob. I think that's, yeah, a, for that's, sure. a, that's a more sophisticated name. Far Sorry. superior literary source. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, Jacob, but we're going we're gonna to go with Lupin. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So this movie, as I've mentioned, it's essentially the story. It's Yuki, the daughter, is the daughter of this family, is telling the story of her family and how it came to be. And mm-hmm. I kind of divided this movie up into like five parts. Part one is the love story. That's how, where we start, is the love story of Hannah and the, and the Wolfman. Part two is single motherhood. Part three, moving to the countryside. Part four, kids go to school. And part five, wolf or man. So that's kind of how I broke this down. Yeah. Um, so let's go first. Let's first talk about this love story, which is very brief. Um, Super brief. It's Yeah. And I kind of love them for it. I love that it's brief because... I am never a huge fan of love stories. I Not that they're bad. It's just I feel like if they are the central focus of a film, I tend to not be as into it. Mm-hmm. For instance, like I adore the love story between Han and Leia in Star Wars, but I, I'm glad that that wasn't the main story that was propelling the films forward. It was mm-hmm. just a, an element of the overall story. With, for this... Are, there is a love story, a love story of a mother and children, but that erotic kind of love story, we very saw very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you think they pulled it off? Like, did you, d- are you as pleased with how they treated this film, this story as I was? Yeah, I liked it, especially because they, like the whole presentation of this movie is the mom and her kids. And that's like the focus of the story are those characters. And I think we got just enough of Hannah and 
wolf dude to like, (laughs) yeah, Lupin, there we go. Hana and Lupin. Um, I think we had enough of it to get that there was a relationship there that was impactful on her for sure. Um, Not just that she now has werewolf children, but like emotionally and everything else. And, and it was long enough and, strong enough that when he did die it was like oh wow like i didn't it wasn't like it well i didn't feel bad for him and that might be terrible but i felt bad for hana which is like one of our main characters so that was effective and it also it helped to propel the rest of the movie which is kind of the focus um i did think it was a little odd though it it just seemed to like really speed by really fast which was good, but also that like they're just like, oh, we just have like two babies now. It's like, geez, it's been like three or four years in a matter of 15 minutes, yeah. um, which is kind of nuts. Um, but I think when you're in that part of the movie watching it, it seems rushed. But once you get to the rest of the movie and the end of the movie, it just kind of works out well. Um, totally. Cause he's just like, kind of like we're always looking at his license card and everything. And we get the sense that, he's still kind of present, especially in her life. Um, but that's not the focus of the movie. And I think they do well in not making it the focus. That makes any sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Do you think that the way they treated time in this movie was at at any moment confusing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I think, I think the, uh, the bit in the middle there where they were like, jumping between the classrooms with the camera back and forth. That was really neat. That was a cool way of visualizing time progressing. Um, And like it showed us enough highlights that we really understood like, oh, okay, so Yuki is enjoying this time, whereas Ame is not. And it and it made sense. Um, I did. I think the biggest part was when I first started the movie and just that relationship kind of speeding by really fast, especially how like we didn't really like we saw them meeting and be kind of awkward around each other at the beginning, but then it was just like, okay, we're living together now. (laughs) Like I feel like we didn't get too much of, um, Lupin's side of the relationship, you know? Like, I feel like we saw Hana like pining over him and loving him and everything, but we didn't see what his experience was all that much. It was just like, Oh, I guess like, I felt like I thought he was just going to like leave them at some point, but no, he actually cared about her. Um, so yeah I'm I think so glad you said that right because yeah because I, I was like did he leave like I wouldn't put it I would totally expect that because he's like lone wolf and everything yeah! right but no he actually cared about her and I, I don't think they did a great job in showing that in okay. the beginning but gotcha. I, I think we got Hana but we didn't get her husband I, I like yeah I, I agree that he's very he's less of a character kind of or a person than he is well, he just dies kind in of, the first 20 minutes so it it's makes exactly sense, but... so it makes sense um mm-hmm. he's very much this kind he, he seems as like we and it makes sense he seems kind of just this mythical being of sorts yeah. like you never hunt you can never fully touch him in a way which mm-hmm. I thought was it, it fits with the whole image of his character which is this this wolf man half wolf half man that just you can't quite understand what he is um and i will say that in terms of time this movie does it makes me more excited to see a girl the girl who leaped through time which is another movie of, mm-hmm. of Mamoru Hosoda because 
he he does time interestingly here yeah, than in a time exactly. sensitive movie. <laughs> exactly. So if in a time travel movie, I wonder what he does. Um, but yeah, I will say that I was not expecting them to show us full on Shape of Water like scenes, and it's not like yeah, no. it, it, it's not this. Like it doesn't go that far in terms no. of like it's not. It's a PG movie, but it's still farther than I was expecting. <laughs> exactly, it's it's PG, but it's pushing it. Like it's yeah. not pushing it because they're not doing anything. But it's I don't know. There's a way in which he creates these like these shots of like incredible intimacy even though it's mm-hmm. not ex- it's not very exposing they're not exposing much they're not showing you anything but it's just so intimate that it really hits you and you get that within these first like 20 minutes you're just like oh my god mm-hmm. and i was 100% with you i thought this entire see there's a reason i scheduled this to be on valentine's day and i really <laughs> regret that this is the one i picked instead of girl who leaped through time cuz i thought that this was going to be like a a romantic love story between this woman and and this wolf man and he Not i quite. feel like he leaves and then <laughs> the whole point is that she's like either waiting for him and taking care of these kids and being a super mom but also there's this love story overarching in it and then no nope he no, just died he just he's just gone and in a very again another way, another thing that this movie does it does it's not gory but it does show Kind it's of, shocking. It is of, shocking. You know? It's kind yeah. of like watching like a nature show and it shows you just animals being ferocious yeah. and being, I don't know, like, you know, doing the things that they need to do to survive. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it is shocking because it's not, it's shown with kind of this honesty and yeah. this, ver- this very sharp honesty that you're not expecting. And this movie also captures that. Mm-hmm. In, and in it was really way. like poignant. I felt so bad for her when he was when they put him like in the dumpster oh, truck. Like that was just like, oh my god! Like it, it's it's really neat this movie because that whole sequence, we just heard her crying. Like there wasn't really any dialogue, right? No, there wasn't even any sound at one point. No. At one point, it was just pure silence when we exactly. first see him, which is but it's, brilliant. It's so impactful. Like it's just like, oh my god! Like. <laughs> heart-wrenching like you just had a baby like you should go lay down (laughs) like it's not good but yeah that was yeah that was that was really effective filmmaking there yeah i think absolutely absolutely all right so he he dies in a horrible way you know in the in the kind of road in in the roadkill way like do wolves just jump into canals like is Mm. that something they do (laughs) see i here's the thing i thought that he had like either at first i thought he had committed suicide i was like oh he just i was like oh wow he just all right it's he there that's what just like what happened yeah i thought like that's what we were gonna explore but no it was that he was hunting so i'm assuming that he tried to hunt something and then a car hit him or something and that that push propelled him over yeah, to the canal that he we find him. Yeah, because like he wouldn't have jumped up to like catch a bird and then go down like that. That doesn't make sense. Or maybe oh. he wasn't like sneaky enough. So as he was hunting it, like maybe what happened was he like lost control because he sensed this thing and his primal urges like yeah like went crazy. So he like turned into a wolf and went to grab it, and then someone like, shot oh. him like from animal control or something. You know, like who yeah. knows what would have happened? Like there's just. <laughs> It's just really showed like how much a wolf doesn't belong in a city because it is so dangerous for them to like just be, you know, and uh, well, that goes into the whole subject of can you have both? Can you be both a human and a wolf? Can't like 
urban living versus countryside living and what does that Mm -hmm. mean there's so much there just with that one little thing but um but yeah so it's very much like roadkill if anyone's ever like driven and seen a poor animal that just is left on the side of the road or on the road after being hit and it's just very gruesome but it's like you just kind of have to keep going and you kind of have to, it's, you don't want to look at it. That's how this shot felt like. At least that's the feeling I got when seeing it. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, wow. Like this is, this is intense. This is not, this is harsh. It's PG again. It's not bad, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's heavy. It's just truthful. Exactly. And also because we know as an audience, we have a uh, kind of an emotional connection with that character as well. And it's, it's really subtly done, but it works. Okay, so before the, I'm going to ask you this question again at the end, yes. but at the, at this point in the movie, did mm-hmm. you think do you think it's possible for a wolf and a human to be both a wolf and a human? Do you think someone has to make a choice, or is it possible to be both? I think it's possible to be both because Wolf Dad was, but he right? died. But he well, he died. But he like he died early. He died in a silly way. Like why did he die? Like come on. <laughs> I don't know. Why you died? But but it it would be interesting to know what happened to his parents too, because his parents died. Yeah. So maybe it's possible. But then also, like Hannah said later, was that like her kid's ten, but he's an adult now. So maybe Wolf Dad that was like really a, old. That is and, also like a thing where it's right? like this kid has too deep a voice. Like he has yeah. too deep a voice. <laughs> exactly. So maybe maybe them dying by human standards, young is actually a full life in like wolf terms. Gotcha. And dog years, yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think as well, you could totally be both, especially if you live out in the country. That would help. Okay. A lot, gotcha. You know? Yeah. At this point, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair, fair. All right. Well, then let's move on to the second part of this movie. I remember I've split this into five parts. Second part is single motherhood. So here is Hannah, our protagonist. She's not having a good time. Not um, not her greatest moment, but no. in, in some ways you could see this as her strongest moment because she's basically struggling with two kids. One is like, I don't know, what one in, one was like one and a half while the other was zero, I think. Like the, yeah. that's like the year difference between them is like, what? Like I'm assuming. I think it's about a year. Yeah, because I'm year assuming she had, yeah, like not, I feel like it was the same as like my situation with my brother, which is my parents had him and then as soon as they could, they had me. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a year or two, in between one to two years is yeah. the range range between uh, Ame and Yuki. And so here you have Hana raising these kids in this city. And these are kids are just the worst, well, at least Yuki is the most difficult child. They're wild animals. <laughs> They're wild animals. This is exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, you know how... Whenever someone goes to like a late night talk show and brings these like exotic animals and always tells people, you don't want this as a pet. That's what would happen. You also don't want it as your child or your toddler. Exactly. It's just terrible twos on top of being like a wild animal. It's it's not a great mix. It's not a great mix. But um, it's like I I remember one because I take notes when I watch these movies and I just basically was like, quote, that was close, unquote. That is the tagline of just motherhood in yeah. general. Like, <laughs> also, like, how strong is Hannah to like just push a dresser so back up? Strong. <laughs> that like, I don't think that would have happened. <laughs> she's just I. No struggle, so, just oh, 
Just move out of the way, little ones, as I push this back up onto the wall. Like, I appreciate, like, sh- her, them showing her strength, them yeah. showing, like, every all that stuff. And especially when we get into, like, her farming and everything, how she mm-hmm. really works hard. and She works sweats, really hard. Blood, sweat, and tears, all that jazz. Yeah. But she never, you never see her actually, like, like, and here, this is from someone who, like, works out a lot. You don't see, like, the tones of her muscle. And I'm, like, <laughs> part of me was, like, okay, maybe it's because she's not getting enough food. She's making sure – she's not taking care of herself and only taking care of the kids and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, y- she she's would like be farmer. more defined. Like, yeah. she's, she should be way more defined than what she is, even in the single motherhood thing. Because babies weigh a lot. You oh, know, yeah. there's some massive, like, muscle increase that she should have gone through that she didn't. And that is, like, one nitpick. But, um, so that'd yeah, be awesome. That would, be, <laughs> just, that would have like, been so cut rad. to her farming, and she's like super buff and like tan and everything. I don't, I don't even need her to be buff, I just need yeah. her to be like you know, to show some sort of, of muscle just, tone exactly. Instead of just like an arm to actually have show some bicep, like some there, it could have been done, it could have been done, and sure. they decided not to. And it's it, it bugs me a little bit because for some reason, it it's it, not in this movie, this is not the movie for that. But in general, when it's like a woman being strong, they can't be seen as muscular. But then mm-hmm. when a man's strong, they have to be seen as muscular. So that was like exactly. a little thing where I was like, oh, come on, come on. But um, but yeah, so she's struggling to raise these kids. And she, do- like, she doesn't know if she should raise them as wolves, as humans. She can't really seek out help because they can't really control her- their wolfness. So they mm-hmm. like transform from human to wolf like like constantly constantly she doesn't like when one of them gets sick she doesn't know whether like when you could get sick she doesn't know whether to take her to a hospital or to a veterinarian which was actually a very funny scene and you know it was like a very serious thing i was like, like she doesn't laughing. look that much like a wolf like i don't yeah, think exactly. you can get away with that and what actually like side note what did you think of the actual transformations and how they dealt with that like animation wise like how they animated them going back and forth i think at first i was like what like that's not that's not what a wolf looks like guys and i also love how they like always maintain their hairstyle throughout the whole time (laughs) that was funny um but i think i think it's just a byproduct of the animators having to show us the change or whatever and it just like it visually made sense rather than showing like we're i'm now like a puppy dog all of a sudden so I don't know. I, I think because they kept it consistent throughout the whole movie, it worked. But at the first couple times, it was like, oh, it's... I think the hair kind of threw me off gotcha. for a little bit. But but I think I think it makes sense later on. Like, it's just kind of a, an animation shorthand to show the viewer that, like, they're a werewolf now. But, yeah. Especially near the end when Ame... And when his dad was, when they, like, are proper wolves, they start actually looking like a wolf. Yeah. You know, when they, like, lean more into it. So maybe what we've been seeing the whole time was, with the kids, was, like, they're not entirely one or the other in those moments. Totally, totally. You know? yeah. yeah. So maybe that's what's going on. Yeah. But, yeah. No. It was cool. Totally. I, 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 I appreciated the kind of, I guess fluidity in that they mm-hmm. weren't one or the other and the more one got the storyline too totally right? totally it really yeah. shows the place of mind for each one the more one acts mm-hmm. like the other the more they look it and it's just it just it, i really enjoyed it i i thought it was like 
a, a beautiful kind of visual technique that they mm-hmm. use to kind and of- how they get more control over it throughout yeah. as well. It's really neat. Yeah, totally. No, it totally worked. So, social workers who I feel like always get the short end of the stick, and when they're always when they're represented, they're yeah, always like, they like shown as a problem, this. like trying to barge in through the door. Like, and also, geez. you know, I just I just feel like it's the same thing with adoptive adopted like adoptive parent like adopt. How do I say this? Not the child that's being adopted, but the parents that adopt a child. A lot of times they're seen as like evil or not actually the good people because they're not yeah. blood related. And for some reason, we always emphasize blood relation instead. Whether And like this goes all the way back to fairy tales. So a lot of times it's the same thing with social workers. Social workers, parents who adopt, never seen as like good, yeah. are always seen as like a danger, a threat. Mm-hmm. And... It's like Nothing they're not being dangerous. They're only dangerous because we've been shown the perspective and we know that, like, it's not good for them to see them. But, like, from the social worker's perspective, they're just coming in to make sure her, she isn't, like, like her kids aren't dead. Yeah. Like, in the totally. plague. Like, totally. I don't, I think the drawing of them, like, like trying to barge in through the door was a little much. Because um, that seems a little aggressive. But, yeah, that was... That was interesting. Like, I was like, that's a perfectly valid thing to ask. Like, you have two completely undocumented children in the medical system at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. So social workers visit. Hannah goes, okay, I can't live here anymore. I, I can't. We need one. She's short on money. She needs. And everyone knows the city is super expensive. Trust me. I know cities are way expensive in comparison to How much to money countryside. did Wolf Dad have? Like, how did they last that long with just his savings? I don't know. Okay. Like, yeah, okay. Let's break this down. So they move to the countryside and the realtor mm-hmm. says that despite the size of the house, it's practi- like rent is practically free. Yeah. So, but she has to pay for all the repairs. Meanwhile, she's also been living for like I think she was living in Tokyo maybe a like year two, after years? he died. Yeah, a couple years. Yeah, yeah, so two years of Tokyo rent. Yeah, <laughs> like you dry that up pretty fast. <laughs> well, I mean, she was yeah. working part time for a while, so she was also like, was she though when she had the two kids? No, no, but like yeah, she had been before, before yeah. then. So those like say three, four years, she was with the guy. She was also mm-hmm. working part time. He was like they accumulated. They accumulated some sort of. They had a um, little nest egg, but like exactly. Oh. So, yeah, the the. It's I don't know. It's an, <laughs> the, it, it's one of these things where I just think. Like, had they not really emphasized, like, their monetary constraints, then I wouldn't have looked past it. I would have, like, mm-hmm. looked, I would have been, it would have been easier for me to let go if of this. they didn't kept mentioning, like, exactly. oh, I have no money. It's like, shouldn't you have ran out, like, two years ago, sweetie? Like, just, it's like, weird. oh, I have no money. Let me buy, like, ten books, which are expensive. She went I don't to the library, though, after I oh, had Oh, was it thought. a library? Okay. Yeah, and then at some point she was like, oh, I got these from the library. And I was okay, like, oh, okay, good, that makes more, okay, good. Good. Yeah, it was like that was not an effective use of your money, but no. Gotcha, gotcha. Like a caravan library thing. Yeah. But yeah, so they move to the countryside where to they a have beautiful house after it's repaired. But like absolutely beautiful. That place, even was when amazing. it wasn't repaired, like it, yeah, while it was she was still, I thought like that is a gorgeous house. Like, why yeah. aren't more people like? 
Right? Like, I know that it's, like, exaggerated. Like, I, and I know it's bad. I know that there's so many people that just go, like, especially, like, young people who, like, go to, like, the main cities, who go to Tokyo, who go to Osaka, who go to, like, the big cities to to find work and make a living and whatnot. And a lot of times it's usually, like, elder elders who stay in the countryside and no one usually wants to. But it's just a lot of these films just always make the case for the countryside. The part of me is just thinking like, is this just some like weird propaganda for the countryside? Like are people just like, is it, are people that desperate to get people like out there? Um, Cause it's just interesting how idealistic this is well, kind of like a mythical yeah. thing kind of. It's interesting. And uh, don't quote me on this, but I think there's something as well where Japan is either like the top or one of the top countries that has like such a high population, but so much natural preserved space. Yeah, you know that, that makes that. I don't know if that's it's something like, like that though. They, but they it makes sense. They're known for that. Yeah, and it makes sense too, right? Because like in in the culture and in the media, that like nature element in like Ghibli Super movies, important. even in like Totoro and Mononoke, like that's those movies kind of remind me of this as well where the natural environment and the countryside is kind of like a character in its own right in the movie you know and like adds to it a lot totally um, totally which is really really interesting to see like culturally even um and definitely adds to the richness of the story as well absolutely, absolutely. i think that, i mean there's such an interesting history mm-hmm. in in Japan with well like like the in terms of their relationship with nature like Mm -hmm. just even like way back into Shinto there are things that link it together respect for it exactly and not just that but they need they needed to really understand nature like before technology like way back in order to survive like they're like because they have earthquakes they had tsunamis they have volcanoes they have like so many things that they needed to like natural like they needed to understand how nature worked in order to survive living there so it's like completely understandable why there's such an like strong link with them in nature mm-hmm. and there is this like this really interesting sort of like this is I don't want to get too off topic but this is <laughs> this is really interesting sort of relationship they have with technology and how and like urbanization because it happened at such a f- very fast moment like it happened so rapidly for them mm-hmm. and because they were I think it was what did it start in the 80s I guess it was like the boom in technology with them yeah. And not just that, but they've seen, like, the worst in technology as well. Like, they've suffered exactly. from technology, from mm-hmm. from from the bomb to to the nuclear disaster. Like, it's they've, – they've seen the two extremes, both of nature and of technology, and it just makes them – it just really complicates the relationship with technology and seeing mm-hmm. it on screen. Like, we see that here. We see that with this movie where they're not saying that technolo- that city life is bad, no. but there is this kind of thing where, you know, if we take – the wolf image and instead of just seeing it as a wolf and instead just seeing it as being your true self being closer to nature and like being free to be to follow every instinct you have yeah for some people the city and the urban is going to work for them but other people it's not exactly even if you're in one or the other camp the not viewing the other side is like inferior in in some way or something that like if you don't get it it's not something bad necessarily yeah but again if you don't if you don't get it then you're rejected Mm -hmm. from the city in a way like you 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 have to leave no but if you're if you're like on the other side of the spectrum oh gotcha yeah 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 totally which is really interesting so and it's i don't know it's interesting how like countryside 
is like the the marriage of the two. Countryside yeah. is like the one where you can be both. But even then, can you? Because that's Big where question. I thought this was. See, this is where I thought the movie was going. And I love that the movie didn't do this, but the, and this shows that I'm inferior when it comes to storytelling because <laughs> here they are. They they move into, they finally have their isolation, their freedom, and cheaper rent. And Hannah is trying to farm because they she wants to start, She not only is she real, rebuilding this kind of beautiful but broken house, but she also starts like growing her own vegetables so she doesn't have to pay as much for food and they, the crops keep dying. And to the point where it's like a cliche, like an actual so archetype of relationship. No, no, no. But to the point where it's like there's always the young woman or man yeah. making a, some sort of relationship with the elderly person who takes them under their wing. Like I just see this all the time. I know. So much. It's it, – I mean in, in a way I it's – I find it adorable and I find it really interesting that we see this so much in like in, in Japan, for instance, because you do have like this very big elderly population and you do have this like smaller population of, of youth. You know, there is that that is like a population problem that they're facing in declining population, you know, birth rate lower than mortality rate doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Other way around. No, that's the proper way. I don't know. Yeah. There, it was a long time ago when I said this. <laughs> but point is, it's just to the point where now that's like such an archetype, this relationship. Yeah. And here we have this kind of farmer who's like apparently 90. He's right? 90? They say, he, they, they're like, I remember them being like, oh, he has a crush on Hannah, like one of his grandsons. And he's like, he's 90. And I was just like, excuse He's doing me? really well for a 90-year-old. Exactly. I was like, wow. dang. I was like, "What are you, what cleanses are you doing?" And right? let me in on them. But also, um, what magical knowledge did he impart in her? Because like, I don't get why her crops were doing that bad. Like, she wasn't I mean, she wasn't doing that terrible. Like, she had fertilizer and digging it up and everything. But like, so they shouldn't have all died. They should have been like smaller and not as many. But I don't get why they were consistently dying. I mean, <laughs> what was she it, doing? I think he just said like. Just leave them be. I think he was like, yeah. first, like, take all that goop that you put in them and take, like, restart from scratch. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, don't put deeper. anything. Just put, just put the seed in. Just put the potato in. Don't do anything else. So, yeah. well, he, again, sending this potatoes. message, sending this message of the most natural as possible is the mm-hmm. message that he was sending. Like, whatever. And I also, well, anyway, point is that he and if anything she he tells her that she needs to make more than just for her family message that it's about the collective it's not about the individual community. that it's about embrace the community and she does and she's embraced by this community and through this friendship like she became like closer to so many others in the village or town or whatever mm-hmm. and this is where i would go cuz there's this scene where and this is where i'm going to say like representation matters even for wolves because there's this beautiful scene where um Ame asks his mom like why are wolves always painted as bad and she's like well I will always side with the wolf no matter what I'm always on the wolf's side so sweet super sweet and it also really calls back to why representation matters because look how it destroys a child when they don't see themselves as the hero mm-hmm. but um this is where I thought, okay, so the villagers are going to blame the wolves for, like, destroying their crops. And then suddenly Hannah has no, to protect no. them and it's going to go against the village. And it was going to be super melodramatic and horrible <laughs> and cliche. And I love that they didn't go there. I know. But that's where my head went. I was like, oh, that's, what, that's what's going to happen. It's going to mm-hmm. be super, like, 
dramatic finish and it's going to be tragic and it's going to be great and I'm so glad it didn't happen because I have a tendency for melodrama and melodrama isn't great. Isn't always the greatest way to tell a story. No, not necessarily. Okay, I have a question for you. Please So the, uh, I forget his name, but the 90-year-old guy that helped her out. Nirasaki, I think, is his name. I don't know how his name is in the dub because... Oh, I'm not sure. Grandpa. Grandpa dude. He... I I feel like he like I was waiting for the revelation, but I I feel like he knew that they were wolves. Did you get that sense too? I don't know. Uh, he seemed way too interested in them, and then also she, uh, Hannah had that picture of the mountain where Wolf Dad grew up, yeah, and that was the same, the same spot, right? So I was like, oh, he he knows like Wolf Dad and his family, but no, <laughs> nothing came of that. But I was expecting the entire time for him to like shapeshift into a wolf and himself and be like, I'm actually their grandfather or whatever. It didn't happen, but he was just a nice old man. Um, <laughs> especially <laughs> when, smiles. Right? when she, smiles. when she went to like see him and then he told her off and she started laughing that intense scene, you know, yeah, yeah. that bit, I was thinking that was going to be the moment and <laughs> it didn't happen. And we like rarely saw him again. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if I was reading into it too much, but it's like something, something's up with this guy. I mean, there's mm. definite, that's, that, that is the same place. Like, that's definitely the oh, mountain. Yeah. Like, totally same place. And he said, th- there's no wolves here, really ominously. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I thought that the wolf man started out as a wolf, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like if there was ever any family of the wolf man left, they would be wolves in the mountain, is how I kind of took it, if that makes sense. Didn't they say, though, that, like, he would... It might be different in the dub versus the sub, but at the beginning that he was the last oh, of, no, like, yeah, a yeah. line of these things. So he I did. think... Yeah, they did. I couldn't figure out what they were saying there, because, like, they said he's the last of this wolf line, but it sounds like it is a werewolf line, rather than just wolves. Yes, I guess. I, or maybe I guess. it's just... Maybe it's just... Because, like, what's the logistics of that? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, and maybe it's, it's, you know, maybe it's that he... I, I mean, I don't know. Like, for a question, like, will Ame ever be able to turn back human now that he's fully embraced Yeah, right? His... Do you just, like, lead into it? Like, I don't know. I, I, I have... Th- that's a fascinating question. I do not have the answer. He was looking pretty wolfy at the end. So maybe yes. he's stuck. I, I would. I think that's the safer choice. I think yeah. he's, he's he's he made his choice. I don't think there's ever mm-hmm. going back from it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I in terms of grandpa, I mm-hmm. I only saw him as you know that kind of like like oh I don't think this young lady's gonna last long. No one ever does, and she does, and she like surpasses his expectations. He gets curious, and then he helps her. I think. Yeah. Well, that's probably the more logical way of reading it. <laughs> No, I was like you though. Really I was cool. expecting I was expecting some sort of drama to happen too. That, that <laughs> I thought it would thing. come through that. Something that is really great about this movie. The drama is like very intense moments. It's yeah. not like overarching plot, like, oh god, here's like the climax of various mm-hmm. scenes. It's it's very it's it's very subtle with its drama. It's and it's not, very character focused yes, as well. Exactly. Which is neat. It's not story focused, it's character no. focused. It's mm-hmm. very much a character film, which is why I kind of love it because it these characters actually feel really com- complex and interesting mm-hmm. 
even the one that bugged me super much, like it's fine because I understand the motivations. And I feel stuff. like I know exactly the one you're talking about. <laughs> Who is it? Who tell me? I'm guessing Sohei. N- no, Each actually. Also, Ame drove me nuts too, but like yes. Sohei really, like both of them were just like, like Sohei, like I get your like liking, like you have a crush on her, but don't go like back her into a corner and chase her through the school like calm down know, dude that was that was that was yeah. that but yeah, especially at, in this climate i was just like Ooh, I, I don't know, know right? about this. Like, calm down but yeah ame also ame's a jerk um thank <laughs> you we'll get to that at the end like i was watching okay. it i was like okay. i can't wait to discuss it well we'll get to sohei and we'll get to ame we'll get to it <laughs> yeah, point right is that they moved here and yeah. um and she created this community she created this friendship with this community and i thought it was really sweet and really great mm-hmm. and um then and finally good, like builder too yeah yeah good build. no muscle which no is, bugs, bugs me and Still the kids no. like don't even help at all. I know, right? Like, jeez. Like, I understand. Like, I understand wanting to do it, like, right. Wanting to, like, you know, no, don't want like, the kids to get overexcited and mess it up. But at the same time, like. You do something. Exactly. Like, give them some sort of chore. Yeah. Like, I mean, go it, run out and get something or something. Exactly. Because they're going to you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like, there's a reason why I'm is so annoying in the end because he wasn't taught to do chores in the beginning. Like, there's a reason. <laughs> it all is tied back together. Just moping around. Exactly. Especially, okay, we'll get to it later. Um, but yeah, so now we're moving to where, now we're moving more into the big, big drama, which is the kids go to school. Mm-hmm. They finally go to school. They make a promise that they won't. It's like over two hours away. <laughs> I know. Oh, how horrible would that be? What? Like, they probably have to wake up, like, at 4 a.m. Yeah. Know, or something. That's, That's intense. four hours of transportation every day. I, I, I don't know. I, that's, that's, that's a lot. Um, but, you know, this is, like, a very, oh, right. Okay. So, this is, like, when things start to really change. And it all starts is right before they go to school. Right before the whole... Why can't we go to school? Let us go to school. Whole de- debate happens. Um, Ame, the young, the the younger brother, he has an accident. He similar oh, yeah. to his father. Yeah, similar to his father, he goes after this kind of. He goes on a hunt, mm-hmm. and he falls into a river, not a canal, but into a river, and he starts to drown. Unlike his father, who doesn't have a big sister, Ame does, and Yuki saves him. But um. This is where everything starts to change. Yeah. Suddenly, Ame, who's always been scared of being a wolf. So, like, Yuki's always been the one that it freely transforms into this wolf and doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't care. She's super active. Ame's the one who usually is only turns as after she kind of prods him or follows really with skittish. her. Super skittish. Yeah. And, you know, like... I it's interesting because he's also he rarely you rarely see him in on two feet. It's usually he's on his fours, even though he's still human. Oh yeah, he when, is, isn't he? That's yeah. Neat. When he was younger, he was really on yeah. his fours, while Yuki was always on her two feet. So that even though she was always the one who became a wolf, so mm-hmm. interesting little like visual hint there. But yeah, so he finally like embraces his instincts, and even though he almost dies, there's a shift, and. I think there's also a shift with Yuki where suddenly she becomes to fear the wolf after seeing that happen to him. So the reverse happens. Suddenly now, Ame is the one who really becomes like connected with nature, the one that's super into being a wolf and doesn't 
really excel or whatever, and Yuki is the one who wants to be human. Whereas before, you would have made the argument that they were opposites, where mm-hmm. she was the wolf and he was the human. Now things have switched. So they start going to school. Yuki, like, succumbs to societal pressures and wants to be more ladylike, <laughs> which know. is so frustrating. It is. I was like, no, you would be still so popular as the top. Why can't you be a tomboy? Like, embrace yeah. your tomboyness. Keep it's the okay. sc- box of skulls. Yeah, like... For Yuki. Im- oh, God. That, I mean, it was funny. She's like, look, I have a snake. And then all the girls just run away. <laughs> like, I want to run away, too. I would have. Yeah. But also, like, I hate that she, like, we're shown, we're very visually shown in not a negative way, but just in a that's what happens kind of way where yeah. the girl just kind of. girl. She becomes a girl, which is, yeah. like, so annoying. She was a girl before. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like, ugh. Exactly. But, um... And Ame just completely a loner. Doesn't she, he gets bullied at one point? Mm-hmm. He's multiple he's, points, really. Multiple points, yeah. Yeah. And it's just I don't know. There's this kind of rift that starts happening where like she starts gaining her like independence and freedom and finding a self sense of herself as a human. Mm-hmm. But then as he he is growing to find a sense of himself as a wolf, he's gaining less freedom. He's becoming more constricted, which is something really interesting. This like very interesting dynamic. So I wanted to first ask you, what do you think of like this choice? Like, do you think that Ame should, like, do you like the fact that Ame was the one who became more wolf-like and Yuki was the one who became more human-like? Do you appreciate this choice? Do you understand it? Did you see it coming? Um, What do you Um, think? I, well, I think I was not shocked about it because I had seen like GIFs on Tumblr of him being the wolf that leaves. So, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I, I got spoiled about that. Um, but even without that, I think I think it it's satisfying and it makes sense because um, it seems like Ame's problem a lot of the time is that he's not very vocal and like outgoing with other people that he's interacting with. Which at first we understand as being like, oh, he's just he's just really shy and is kind of scared. Whereas Yuki's like, oh, she's a daring wolf. But then when they're actually around other people, it becomes really obvious that he's not just shy. Like he just doesn't really seem to get humans very much and the vocalization of humans. Whereas Yuki totally thrives in that. And how she like forms this little pack of all her friends and everything. And, and she really... Yeah, she just thrives in that environment and with other humans, whereas Ame is much better in quieter environments like the mountains, right? Right. So I think it's it makes sense in the end. I, I would have been interested to see what it would be like if I hadn't been spoiled <laughs> and knew. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think there's enough in it in the first couple parts of the movie to justify what happens later with them, you know? Yeah, like, it, 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 from a character perspective, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I also wish that Yuki had been the wolf, you know? That would be cool. There's, they, they would have been something so powerful of, say, like, you know, something similar to, say, Kaguya, Princess Kaguya and the Tale of Princess Kaguya, where yeah. she embraces her her godliness because mm-hmm. she's rejecting the societal pressures of being a woman and what is expected of her. You know, I I would I think there would have been some there would have been something so refreshing of Yuki being the one because women don't have the same freedoms as men do in society. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can make the argument of extrovert versus introvert and what that and how 
how their their extrovertedness and their introvertedness helps or restrains them in society. Sure, absolutely. But I think there would have been something really interesting of like, mm-hmm. oh, she's not allowed to run free anymore. So she is running straight back into being a wolf. Like mm-hmm. that I think would have been also something really powerful and not impo- and not something that's like, I guess, I don't know. I just think it would have made sense. It would have made sense. And it just I feel like so often, it, of course, it's the guy who goes back into the primal instinct. Yeah, you know, I that's think something that's... that's very often that we see that the pri- when you think instinct, when you think yeah. uh, primal, you think Go hunting and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that is definitely a negative with this movie is it it doesn't really take much effort to deconstruct many feminine stereotypes. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate because I think it has two really interesting female characters. But even at the end, like, I would have liked to see Hana, like, n- not, I don't know. Like, like I get that she, like, loved Wolf Dad, but, like, moving on with her life a little bit more and she's got this community around her but i don't i don't know i think they they could have done i could they could have subverted way more tropes than they did they definitely had opportunities to like by doing what you said like making yuki be the wolf in the forest um but yeah i don't know it's interesting Basically, give Hannah a boyfriend is yeah. what I'm saying. Well, that just make been her not cool. just like at the end when she's like, oh, and my mom just lived there alone and was happy. And it's like, what are you talking about? She's living in the forest alone with like her neighbors just yeah. staring at the license photo. Like, I don't know. I think I think they could have done more with her character than her just being like smiley and love my family. Like, that's all very valid. But I think there's more to her that we didn't get to see. Totally. She's definitely portrayed as like, the um, She's in mom. a way, um, uh, yeah, mom, yeah. which is like fine, which is but, totally valid, but like there's more to moms than just being a mom, yeah, so, totally, yeah, she exactly, yes, mm-hmm. 100% agree, yeah, um, give Hannah a boyfriend yes. or girlfriend, she deserves it, anything, anything for just her, just give her some, give her some love, <laughs> give her something to talk to, and she's just yeah. wandering around her house all day, totally, yeah, um. So yeah, so oh, yeah. we're we're okay. We're at they the went final to school. Part. They went to school. Things changed. Oh, can Time I just passed. interject? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, <laughs> I forgot about this till now. So back just at the beginning of the scene where Ame like goes into the water and almost dies. So they're running in the snow with no shoes on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and like, I get that they're wolves, half wolves, and maybe they run hot, but like, they're still human feet in fresh snow trips and they were just like no problem like i'll just backflip into this i don't know i'm I'm in the middle of like canadian winter so it's just like this is not realistic don't worry i i feel you yeah right there there it was it's definitely like a part of me was just like maybe they're just used to it because yeah i was born in the equator like on the equator and Mm -hmm. i've recently have gone through my first winter with actual like snow and stuff so it's hard it's a hard it's a hard transition so maybe they're just used to it and maybe you're right maybe it's just that they run a little hotter I think I think it's we're supposed to I think half of us are supposed to half of our head is supposed to think oh okay they're just half wolf that explains it but I think the other half is just like eh, it's a fantastical world yeah (laughs) why not make fun through snow bear (laughs) exactly I will appreciate though in that scene like when he comes out of the water he's blue Mm -hmm. 
Like his yeah. skin color. And same thing with like when she was farming, her skin tone got darker because she's cool. always in the snow. I mean, the sun. Yeah. Which, so they do care about those these little details. Like again, it's one of those things where had they not gone into the effort of actually making this somewhat realistic when it comes to money, when it comes to like skin yeah. tone, we wouldn't care about this kind of little tedious details of like, wait, but wouldn't they be too cold to run in the snow? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's again, it's like, yes, it's like, but they went that, they actually did show us that they are cold. So why aren't they acting cold? You know? Maybe because they're like, we know they're going to transform into wolves and like they'll leave their shoes behind in the, in the hill. I just I think know. like, poor shirt, like they have like, they have probably torn apart so many shirts when they're transformed. They're always wearing their little jackets though. Like yeah. on your neck. That was so funny. I love I that. Know. Yeah. Okay. But, There's um, a little snow tangent. <laughs> it's a good tangent. It's a very I was just good watching the screen. It was like so dumbfounded because it was beautifully <laughs> animated, but I was just like, what is happening? And I will say there are these moments where they'll like be caught. They'll like go be running through a forest and suddenly next shot is like this open vast land. And I was like, wait, weren't we in the middle of a forest like a second ago? So there is this also like geographically, there is this kind of inconsistency. Yeah, I guess wolves with, like, run fast. Yeah, so but like, far, but like, super, like they went from being in the middle of a forest to this to this enormous hill where there's only one tree. I'm guessing maybe they went ran up to the mountains that we can see from their house, and then over that mountain is this crazy big valley crater system. Okay, fair, fair. Maybe that's what's happening, but that seems I'm, like weird. <laughs> like, yeah, the like, perspective's kind of thrown off geographically. Like their mom. Should have taken days for her to get there, is what I'm saying. Yeah, she's exactly. still human. And they, they they kind of just like, okay. Yeah, it's like, come on, now, let's suspend go. Suspend disbelief. Suspending disbelief. We got to suspend it. It's fine. They turn wolf into children. wolves. Like- exactly. They turn into wolves. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so now we have this, like, we have this, like, we're presented as essentially, like, the thesis of this movie. The conflict Which is, is this happening. final, exactly, the conflict, yeah. which is wolf or man. Mm-hmm. So with Yuki, it's the whole incident with Sohei. All right, so Sohei is, like, this transfer kid who is completely irrelevant to the plot. I don't need Sohei. He's fine. He's I don't get fine. his obsession with her. And also, like, was... you can't call someone like, oh, you smell like a wet dog. And then be like. He didn't say that. He no, asked he if she had that, a pet. But, but you don't ask, like, oh, like you you could maybe ask, like, oh, do you have a dog? But you don't say, like, because you smell like one. Like, that's. And then be like, what did I say? Like, that's no, rude. He was just like, so he... okay, one, he's in fourth grade. It's very and true. He, he's in fourth grade. And he was like, oh, do you have a pet? She's like, yeah. no. Why? He's like, oh, because you smell like people who have pets. Which is, like, interesting. I've never really This was also that. another instance where I was like, oh, dang, is Sohei also a werewolf? Because oh, no one I else... think that. No one else smelt her ever. She didn't even smell her. And then um, later on when he, like, covered for her, I was like, he knows something. <laughs> but yet again, him and Grandpa, <laughs> they don't yeah. know at all what's happening. But, yeah. But I don't know. I think I think the reason why I kind of rejected Sohei in a bit was because the whole drama with Ame was between him and his mom and she was Yuki was just completely absent from it. Yeah, Sohei didn't she, really do much. I guess exactly. he's showing her connection to humanity, I suppose, I but Yes, but I would have preferred if they're going to focus on motherhood, I would have preferred yeah. her connection to her mom. Yeah. You know, cuz for so long like Ame and the mom were the ones who were super tight. And she was just, you know, the older sister, one who, like, took care of everything for her younger yeah. brother while the mom couldn't. 
like, I would have preferred that exploration a little bit more. Like, like, look, guys, moms and sons, I get it. And fathers and daughters, I get it. Like, mommy's boy, daddy's girl, I get it. But at the same time, like, mothers and daughters have really intense and complicated relationships, too. Especially because they showed them having an interesting relationship earlier on, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. that would have been good. And especially it would make sense because it seemed like Sohei's role in this sh- movie was for Yuki to kind of like confront this wolfness that she's been kind of maybe ignoring as she gets closer to humans and her mom's human. Like she could have talked to her about stuff like that, you know, totally. but, but she didn't, which like she could be her sensei, you know, yeah, about yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. I just, I, I, there was just this, from from for the most part the the and I mean I can kind of understand maybe the that maybe Yuki is still a young girl whereas maybe Ame kind of is in dog years when she is an adult. <laughs> I don't know. Like I mean, maybe? look at his voice, and he yeah, like right. kind of shot up in height as well. Yeah. At one point, he was taller than his mom, and I was like, wait a minute, you're what ten. What is happening? But but yeah, so I I kind of. Like, Sohei, like, I like how she loses it and she kind of has to, like, and I love how, like, it explores her, her guilt. Like, she's so terrified of having spilled this secret. I know, that was really sad, that scene when they were in the car. Like, I want more like that, that mother-daughter relationship. That was really, because she knew, like, you could really get the fear about that right because it's like oh now we'll have to move to another mountain region like you know like that's not unreasonable for her fourth grader mind to start thinking about right yeah and i mean and it also like it it shows you just how much this secret has in a way changed this usually super bubbly and happy girl into this silent Mm -hmm. wouldn't speak a word child woman child because she has to it's a she's she she kind of her innocence is tarnished because she has to keep this huge responsibility and the secret in a way and she just wants to be human like yeah that's all she wants and now Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know i just i understand the purpose of sohei i just wish instead of him there could have been something like with the mom or something like Mm -hmm. or maybe they could have done something like incredibles where she like becomes like an athlete like okay how cool would this be suddenly she just becomes like the she becomes part of like the soccer team at school yeah and there's like a big game and then and then in the heat of the day like some girl from the opposing team picks on her and then they have a fight and that's how it is revealed that like mm-hmm. that, and that's the conflict that she hurts a girl through like some like physical activity instead of like some sporting event instead of just some random boy so they, like that we chasing wanna- her around <laughs> instead of just some random boy that we just are thrown that's thrown in there because we want hetero yeah which is essentially what it is. Even just having a conversation between her and her mom would have been interesting so to get her. Cause like she, cause I know Ame it like his decision to be a wolf is presented to us as being more kind of like dramatic, Yeah, but totally. Yuki is still, she's also half wolf. Like it's, it's big for her to decide to just be human as well. But then yeah. because we're humans, it, do, it just seems natural. But it's like, no, she should be going through some stuff that she could, like, vocalize with her mom about and work through it together. But I think Yuki was kind of... But maybe it makes sense because it's kind of showing that, like, the world that is set up is encouraging of people to act human, which 
you know, we're not anticipating there are werewolves in the world, but you could take that metaphor any way you like. Um, and uh, so maybe Yuki's, aside from the Sohei incident, Yuki's relative ease with fitting into conventional society is like society's made for her better than it is for Ame. Totally, and maybe totally. that's what like there's a lot of layers to this movie which is really Absolutely. interesting yeah like, I, I don't mind Ame being the wolf he's I just also, mean like, to his mom which is like exactly I just that's the thing that really bugs yeah. me it's his like, person, he's so his, ungrateful his, his whole story okay great his personality like come on oh, God, God. Dude, get it together <laughs> like he just he is jeez <laughs> Horrible. I mean, it's like he's he's acting like a teen and he's 10. Like, you have not earned that. You <laughs> and also not a 30-year-old man at the same time. <laughs> exactly. And also a 30-year-old man. I'm just like, dude. Yeah. And also, they made him look so much like his dad that I was like, exactly I don't, I don't, I'm like not, dad. this is not, no, no thanks. Like, this is not something I want. They could have given him the haircut and then, like, make him a brunette. Like, that would have, rather than the blue hair. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I would have just, I was real, and they made Yuki look a lot like her mom. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, Such that's not. Like, no. Like, Your children let's have- look like exact copies of each of you. Like, let's have Yuki look like her dad. And that makes her staying human all the more impactful. Because yeah, exactly. suddenly the mom sees how her, how like she, like dad would have looked if he had grown up, you know? <laughs> or give them both blue hair. Yeah, even. mix yeah. it up. You know, something yeah. like that. Or, like, it wouldn't have been cool if she would have seen, like, herself as an actual wolf in the embodiment of Ame, you know? How cool that would have been. And yeah. it kind of brings it all full circle. Super and cool. that she's seen her husband as a wolf. And now she sees someone who looks like her as a wolf. It's like, it would have been really cool. And they just didn't go that route, which is fine, but still. Yeah. But things um, to improve, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Totally things to improve. But um, it's getting us thinking and talking, which is good. In the yes. Movie, you know? Absolutely. And what did you think of the fox, by the way? Before we, mm-hmm. like, did you like the that it was fox. a fox? Or did, I, I kind of was, like, a little upset that it wasn't <laughs> the wolf in the zoo. Like, I get why, but I would have preferred yeah. to see, like, some sort of, like, connection there. And he helped the wolf escape or something. Well, I, I think, I think it makes sense because they say at one point, and I know this is a thing in Japan, too, is that there's no, like, wolves don't exist in Japan anymore. Right. So it kind of makes sense. I think the fox was cool. I don't know. I well, it was it was funny because they were communicating on a level that humans can't understand. And I think it was an interesting decision to not even let the audience into that communication as well, yeah. which was kind of neat. Um, I, I thought it was strange though how the the fox we saw him like the one time. And then at the end, it was just like, oh, yeah, he's dead under a tree. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? So, see, but I didn't see him dead. I just saw no, these, like, yeah, chicks. Exactly. Yeah, we, then, yeah, we saw the chicks it. that fell out of the nest. And it was like, he's stuck under a tree. He's probably going to die. It was like, thanks, Ame. Wow. <laughs> okay, God, then. Ame. Thanks yeah. for ruining it. Yeah, dude. So I don't know what... Um, I, I think I think it served its purpose, I suppose. It kind of explained to us why Ame is just, like, constantly going off into the forest. Um, and I liked how, um, when Hana met the fox, she was like, thank you, like, for teaching him what I can't teach him. Like, I think that was a good characterization for her, is that she's always just trying to balance their identities, and she's really good at not valuing one more than the other, and also recognizing where she can't 
provide for them as well and trying to find help, you know? Um, so I think that was a good example of it. So, yeah, yeah. I think the fight was cool. He was, he served his purpose. And I thought it was really cool how, like, she gives him, like, this gift that's yeah. more kind of, you know how, like, th- what's that word? When, like, it, like, what, like, someone puts in front of, like, a shrine or something, like, a, uh, yes, like, yeah, it's it like kind of, in a way, an offering. Like, she, like, this, this, this fox is like a god of the forest or something. The fox kind of reminded me of the god from Mononoke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, elf, yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah, it was like that. Same kind, and, even trees and everything too. Yeah, totally. And he took, he didn't take because she offered him, I guess, like a piece of toast and like a peach. He took the peach. peach. He didn't touch the toast. Yeah. Toast, which is like the most man-made thing. He didn't touch. I also love that. That's what she brought. Like, it's so yeah. sweet. Peach and toast. Yeah, like very nice. Oh, I love it. She's so great. Like, just awesome. as for Hannah, she needs, she needs a, she needs a partner. She does. Um, but yeah. So finally, okay. So. I'm like Hannah like really doesn't oh okay before we get into that Ame basically just like fights with Yuki oh yeah and, like just assaults her essentially like his eyes are glowing red and like, like basically oh. he's, like really big reminder that he's losing his humanity yeah but despite that um and I feel really sad because Yuki and him don't reconcile after that no they you don't, don't see a reconciliation they're... and I feel like that's the last time that we ever really mm-hmm that's what kind of that's why I really don't I don't care for Sohei is because I also wanted that reconciliation. Mm-hmm. I wanted Yuki and him to like leave on good terms with one another. I wanted her to be part of this sort of I didn't want it to just be a story that her mom told her. I wanted it to actually be a her experience you know, of her it. Her experience as well. Um, and there's definitely, there could definitely be like a really weird reading someone can make of how like Hana killed Ame and this is all some like story that uh, Hana told Yuki <laughs> in order to get away with it or something. <laughs> oh my God. Like maybe, who knows? Like, it was oh, all yeah, a hallucination. Were, yeah, yeah, Yuki, you, while well, you yeah. were away. Um, you ran but off. But yeah. Did. No one knows what <laughs> happened. But yeah, yeah, so Hannah like trips. She falls while she's searching for you for Ame in the forest because okay. he runs away into the mountains. Like Ame, come on! You you could have waited till after the rainstorm before leaving, or just say bye, mom. Like he didn't have to run out, and then he obviously was around her during this whole drama of her running through the woods, and he's just like, yeah, well, there's a bear. I guess she'll die. Whatever. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah, that was horrible. He's so I mean, mean to her. You could make the oh. argument that by that point he had lost his humanity. No, so but he's then he became losing. a human again and picked her up after that she started. That is true. Maybe so he because could've. he didn't expect her to fall. Again, we don't see him. It's really frustrating. But it's fine to like just roam as there's like a typhoon happening in the woods. <laughs> you couldn't have just said hello and then say like, okay, I'll like I'll check back in in a couple days. Don't worry. Like she's your mom. I, she's gonna stress. I know. But, it's like, it's, and also like, what the line that really broke my heart is that once she finally sees him, like as a full wolf, and he's about to leave, and she says, "I'm sorry, I didn't do and en- I didn't do enough for you." It's like you like, did a lot. And but he pauses. He actually looks back on her, and his eyes kind of widen, even as a wolf. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like just with that, you could tell that he's thinking like, 
are you insane? You've done everything for me. But he doesn't say it, which is so frustrating. Even when she's trying to batten the like walls down as the snow, as the rain's coming, he just walks away and she's like being like dragged off like a sail. That was just like, that was like, that is like pinnacle teenage annoyance. And at that same time, he's not even a teenager yet. I'm just like, you're just horrible. You're horrible. How dare you? Exactly. on the one hand, great film for mothers, great film about motherhood. Maybe On the other hand, I never want to have children. Yeah, I right. never want to have children afterwards. They are ungrateful. But cause even Yuki, she's like, oh, and then the next year after that, I went to boarding school. I was yeah, like, what? Bye, mom. Like, what? Oh, God. Like, this this poor woman. I and just, I care so much for Hana. And she's just in the driving woods. me nuts. Uh, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. But, um, so but yeah. I think we've covered the movie. I think, I think that's. So. I think we've covered it all. Um, a dozen years of life. Yes. After that, <laughs> it's good. But um, what did like after like what are your final thoughts? What are your closing thoughts? Like who? What was the character that resonated with you the most? What any were any was there anything that you think the film should have explored more? Like what what would you choose if you had that choice? Mm-hmm. Wolf or human? You know, give me. Your overall final mm. thoughts. So, um, Hana is my favorite character because she was awesome and loves everyone. Um, I thought that she was going to get on my nerves, and she did once or twice, just with her little like, oh, I just like smile through my dad's funeral, and it's like, well, okay then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a little much. Um, <laughs> like, okay, Hana, you took that name thing and your dad's wisdom a little too far. Um, I thought there were a few moments where that bugged me, but for, she didn't bug me as much as I was worried she would. Um, and I think that she, it's because she actually shows some real like grit and like determination and interesting support for her kids. And also, like I was saying, not um, forcing them to choose one or another, but actually really giving them the freedom to explore themselves and come to realizations about themselves um, and then encouraging them once they do. So Hana was great. Um, I think something I would change would be now that you mentioned having like a Ghibli soundtrack in the background, that'd be so good. Um, I think that'd be amazing. Um, and, and also just adding more complexity to the female characters and less kind of like feminine stereotypes would have been, would have been interesting. And I think would have just added to the richness because two of the main characters are female and they're already great characters. And that just would have elevated it even further. Um, also make Ame not be such a jerk. Um, (laughs) that'd be good. And I don't know. I think I would, would I be wolf or human? I don't know. I would be like wolf dad and balance the two probably. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and live in the country in this beautiful house. Um, but yeah, depends. Yeah, it was good. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think for me, the biggest thing, I mean, again, Hannah is my favorite character of all of them. Yeah. But um, def- I think rather than, complexity of the characters i think where the film failed them was in the plot it wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. like the characterization wasn't complex but the story that each female character was given in comparison to the story that the male characters were given in comparison yeah in terms of like drama and yeah 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 Mm -hmm, for sure so i think had they had equal sort of 
you know, had it been equally theirs, then had it been equally there, then maybe it could have been a little bit more like, ah, I mean, again, Hannah's, Hannah's like, um, her journey is also Ami's, you know, like that's the big one. So with her learning to let go and all that, but the main focus was the choice that Amin made, not Hannah's. Mm-hmm. She was kind of, uh, like, she couldn't do anything about that. And that's, like, representative of motherhood, of course. She can't choose for them. But um, but it's kind of her they, story as well. Totally, like it's it's, totally. ri- it's interesting because it's narrated by Yuki, but it's Yuki narrating her mother's story. But at the same time, but then the, main, the most important choice is Ami's choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so it is just a kind of weird sort of weird sort of ranking of importance in some mm-hmm. ways. Maybe if Yuki had been given like a much more in terms of her story, her at least the conclusion of her story, had it been more complex, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But um, or had that wasn't battle given... scene you wanted of like the community going against her. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have been pretty rad. Um, but but yeah, um, I don't know. I just feel like that could have been also really cool mm-hmm. with like going like protecting nature, not all the villagers, but maybe some of the villagers, and then the villagers fight each other. I don't know. There's something in there. Um, <laughs> there could have <laughs> been another anarchy. dramatic moment. Yeah, exactly. another dramatic moment somewhere in the middle of the film could have happened. Totally, that could have yeah. been really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I don't... Would you be wolf know. or would you be human? I mean, to be honest, I think I'd pick human because I would be too scared to be a wolf. <laughs> Very true, I know, right? Like, I'd just be like, I don't know, I feel they like I'd, I'd be... So. Not only do they die young, but like, I would be the first to die. Yeah, probably. Same. <laughs> you know, you I would be the long. first one to go. I would not last long. I need, I need, I, I can't even survive winter. Um, <laughs> if I had the choice, I'd pick both because that would be really cool. And maybe I'd become a superhero or something. That'd be cool. But, um, but in reality, if I had to pick, I'd probably just stay human. Yeah. But, like, I'd keep all, it for I already the powers, have, but... I already have too many identity issues. I do not need another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also another species. Oh no! Yeah. Oh my God. What are you? <laughs> yeah. Like I always call myself an international mutt. That is taking it way That's too far. Literally <laughs> happening. <laughs> but um. But yeah. Um. I think that does it for us. Uh. You can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. Join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com/discord. Join us on pay- via Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Jamie, a.k.a. Mailman. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Um, before we end, I just wanted to quickly plug in that... If anyone has not seen One Day at a Time, it's this fantastic show on Netflix. Please watch it. At least watch four episodes this weekend so that re- they renew it for season three. We need that. It's a great show. It's Latin. It's gay. Please watch it. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.